presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue. We the people says the Constitution, created for creating solutions. However, we the people lack the understanding. Legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet. Our rights we take for granted, often signing away our chances, because we don't really know the circumstances. I swear I can't stand it. Then we're so demanding. Quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech. When the situation could have been avoided from the start, if we the people conquered basic knowledge of the law, so this is for the people. Law in plain language, breaking it down for us in layman terms, that expressing her compassion and will for us to learn, not for a check, but to address how to win in these streets. This show is for you. This show is for me. It's for the people. What's up? What's up? What's up? It must be Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Guess what? For the people, law in plain language. Before we get it rolling, you got one minute approximately before the polls close. Is that right, Ray? I, I think they close two minutes. No, try ago. to get your ass down there anyway <laughs> and run down there if you if, if you, in if line, you didn't you're vote. Still good. And there is a text message that some jackass sent to our For the People text line. No, 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 no. I don't think it was the jackass. It was the the person who sent us that sent us what was happening in Virginia that some other jackass And the did. jackass has sent it to the text line. Forgive me. That's not what I meant to say, but you'd be all right. <laughs> it was a picture of our beloved president with a noose around his neck. And the text, the person that sent the text told us that this was on Bay Meadows Road in Gloucester, Virginia. The zip code is 23061. It was at a Shell service station. I'm asking all y'all out there within the sound of my voice, send Shell an email, get on their website, tell them, you know what, you got a bunch of racists working for you in Gloucester, Virginia. You better take care of it. Or guess what? We're going to show you what the, what, what the dollar can do for the full poll folk because we ain't going to come to your shit no more. And guess what, Shell? You not only in Gloucester, Virginia. I use you a lot in Philly, and I can stop. That's and right. I can make sure our people stop. Anyway, y'all, welcome to another episode of For the People Law in Plain Language. Joining me as usual is my For the People fam, Black, a.k.a. the Broke Poets. Yeah. up, fam? What's up, what's up? <laughs> Simply the Ph.D. candidate, Producer. Hey, yeah. Producer. What's up, baby? Good evening. <laughs> She's so big <laughs> and proper. <laughs> Joining us in the studio, my friend, special guest, one of the best trial lawyers I've ever seen in my life. Oh, nice. Went down to Delaware County, to, I mean, Delaware State, tore it up. <laughs> she is now the first African-American chief defender in Montgomery County, Miss Keir. Bradford, Gray, what's up, girl? <laughs> what's going on, Deb? And Thank with us also is Miss Sue Yen Pupo writing letters and notes and stuff. For those of y'all <laughs> that know Sue Yen, you know she was a hell of a PD, tearing it up, and now she's a hell of a private ca- private lawyer. Sue Yen, say what's up to the peeps. Hi. Well, they can't hear you. <laughs> Hello. She's trying to act all shy. She worse than me, y'all. <laughs> anyway, tonight's show, before we get it kicked off, what I usually do on this show is to give you a little bit about last week's show. 
Last week's show, we had Carl Baker on from the Public Defender's Appellate Unit, and we had Chaplain Phyllis, what was Phyllis' last name? Renee, what was Phyllis' last name? Jones? Taylor. Phyllis Taylor, who is a chaplain at the Philadelphia Prisons, and she's also a Jewish Quaker. Ain't that wild? Yes. And we talked about Megan's Law. Carl gave us an idea of what the, uh, the, kid, the crimes are that follow Megan's Law and some of the history of Megan's Law. And Phyllis told us some compelling stories about her job as a prison um, chaplain and what she deals with when she talks to folks and counsels folks, both spiritually and secularly, as it relates to their charges. And how she's had um, tragedy strike her own personal family. One of her family members was a, was a victim of a sex crime. Yeah. So it was a really interesting show. Check out that show or all the other shows. Go to www.debrarainylaw.com or forthepeople.podomatic.com. Check out the show. If you didn't know, you better ask somebody. You're listening to www.gtimeradio.com. Gtime the what? Sound from German Town. All right, let's jump right in. If you didn't vote tonight, shame on you. And if Mitt Romney, go, Mitt Romney goes into office, you owe me $2,500. Because I'm not going to make no more. Or for my children. <laughs> <laughs> and you are all of us out here trying to fight money for our college fund for our students because they're going to take all that away. So y'all better pray. Better pray. President Obama gets reelected. It's too soon to tell now. But when I was watching CNN earlier, it looked like that the popular vote was sort of split. As far as the electoral votes concerned, I'm not sure. And let me qualify that. Kid looked at me like, what the hell exactly. are you talking about? In some of the, well, obviously in the red states, he got the red states. In the blue states, Obama got the blue states, right? However, in the, in the states that had early voting, we did show in every state that early, had early voting, Obama had a slight advantage. And what were the electoral votes in those states, though? At this point, they did not let us know. Okay. Well, I mean, and I, I don't know. I, because I really they still skirt. confused about the electoral vote. Let, know this, and me too, and I just <laughs> learned by having um, State Rep. Rosita Youngblood on and doing some research myself. Ladies and gentlemen, the popular vote does not get the president elected. The electoral vote does. Each state, based on its size and population, is attributed a certain set number of electoral votes. Right. And whatever candidate wins that state wins the electoral votes. And remember well, when... It can be vice versa. Right. It can She's be. She's right. You can win the popular, popular vote, vote and not win the electoral vote or win the electoral votes and not win the popular vote. Right. She's absolutely right. Because when Bush ran against... Um, no, no. Oh, Al Gore. Al Gore. Al Gore won the popular vote, but didn't win the electoral votes. Right. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you saw our um, Miss Miss Renee, baby, I think you are. Um, it's not hot in here. It's cold. I think you the only one hot. I'm so I mean, I don't want to put you on blast. <laughs> both of y'all just having a, a fur shirt on. <laughs> she got fur on her shirt, though, right? <laughs> Tonight's show is Philadelphia v. Montgomery County. Isn't that cute? That was really cute. That was one yeah, cute was title hot. she came up with. She came up with that's that nice. one. Well, Normally the nice. cute titles is mine that I come up with, but she did this one. You did good, producer. <laughs> that's interesting, yeah, that's interesting that you um, would even think that there is a, a difference because there shouldn't be a difference in, in, in legal advocacy, but there is totally. And she hears me when I and, come. And that's where Deborah asked me earlier. She said, so what made you do this show? I said, because I hear you bitching all the time about what happens when you go out to some of the counties and how it's different than Philadelphia. The first time I went to Chester City, which is Delaware County, yes. for a preliminary hearing. Okay. They brought all, my, all the people in, all the um, people in custody. And it wasn't the sheriff. It wasn't the deputy sheriff. It was a constable. And I said, what the hell is a constable? <laughs> they was all fat, sloppy, nasty. They put us in a room about the size of this studio. All they, everybody okay. was chained together. 
and and they made me stand in the middle of them. I ain't mind because they was my people. Forget lineups. Forget any. All that's emotions. gone. It's, it's, there's there's no right All to that, anything in those in those early stages. I go I'm, into the courtroom. The magistrate's sitting there. His secretary is taking the subpoena, swearing people in, answering from what the hell. I was waiting for Barney and them to come out. <laughs> and then it, it was it was an amazing culture shock. It's an eye opener. And for those of you that don't know, and I'm going to ask Kira to chime in here. In Pennsylvania County, Pennsylvania Commonwealth, excuse me, Philadelphia County is also a city, and it's what they call a city of the first class. What does that mean? To lay people, it means Philly can pretty much make their own rules up and do things the way they want to do it because they do it all the damn time. But for judicial purposes, Philadelphia County has a different system than the rest of the counties. And if you ask the folks coming to Philly from the outlying counties, Montgomery, Bucks, Chester, and all those, they're scared because they don't understand how it works here. And Philadelphia lawyers are too stupid, pompous, arrogant, or whatever to be skirt when we go out in the counties until we get out there and see what it's about. Um, Kier, explain to, let me ask you this. In Philadelphia County, we have a municipal court. Yes. What is the, if there is the comparable version of municipal court, what is it, what is it called out there in the counties? In your county, Montgomery County, for example. There is no comparable municipal court. Okay. So every case is taken from a preliminary hearing stage to the court of common pleas. Even for a simple assault, a misdemeanor? Even for a simple possession of wow. a marijuana case. Um, there's times that people wait several months to get their case disposed of when it could be something as that carries a penalty as much as 30 days. Wow. So, um, and, you know, we're trying to fix that now. We are trying to come up with diversion programs and diversion processes to help people kind of get on with their lives when they have those types of cases that are just new. Clogging up the system. But they're right. not dangerous or violent or, you know, they had they made some mistakes. The and, scary and part is, Kier, this is 2012. You got the job out there as a chief um, public defender in 2011. Is that right? No. 2012, April. Okay. So they didn't think about none of that till 2012. That's what scares the shit out of me. Well, I, you know what? I think their system has worked for them for however long they've been And what doing does that mean, though, worked for them? Meaning, let me, let me start here. Philadelphia has some very, very litigious attorneys, meaning... They are some of the finest advocates. Litigious, damn. See, I'm used to that. I'm used to the care from around the way. I'm not used to this they, professional they, care yet. I like it though. Go ahead. That litigious is not that professional. It's, <laughs> and actually, it's kind of, it may not even fit this this, <laughs> this sentence. No, but however, right. I used it in there. You're you right. It doesn't. <laughs> I know it does. Really, you really. Not. But in any event, Philadelphia attorneys are advocates. They are 100 advocate. I think they do it for the pure skill and the pure love of their. Their, their profession. Coupled with er- ego and arrogance. 100%. But it's that type of environment. It's an environment where everyone is going to make sure that they are uh, they protect the rights of, of whoever it is that they're representing. In any event, sorry. in any event, in Montgomery County, it's, it's a quite different system. And I'll tell you, Montgomery County has for 140 years been run by ex-prosecutors. Wow. So the commissioners who have been there used to be ex-DAs. Right. As a result, they have one notion of what justice is, and that is keeping people safe. Now, when I got there, I figured you, you, you've got to understand that the people that you incarcerate eventually are going to come out. Hello. And there needs to be a plan for their return into society or else you're really doing no one a service. You're not doing anyone in the community in which you took them from and putting them and place them back a service because now they're even set back further. They have more uh, a conviction 
if they didn't have one before. They have more if they did have it before and they've been away from society. So what I've been trying to do is kind of come up with a holistic approach to defending clients, similar wow. to the Defender Association of Philadelphia. Let me stop you there. If y'all don't know, Kier's background, when I met Kier, it really, really quickly, I met Kier because I'm a bold bitch. <laughs> I, ain't got, I ain't scared of nothing. This is my first week at the public defender's office in 2003. <laughs> I saw an African-American lady, light-skinned, on the train, the subway. I'm brown. And there was a... <laughs> no, that's right. She had a bunch of yellow and green files, and I recognized them right away to be files from the PD's office. So I scroll on up to her and say, hey, my name's Deb. I'm just starting the PD's office. But those are PD files, right? Yep. And from sure there, did. we've been friends ever since. That's right. And I've patterned a lot of my trial tactics from Kira because I used to watch her in court oh, and not, download her opening statements and learned a lot from her. So Kira got her start at the public defender's office, and then she left us and went to the federal defender's office in Delaware. The federal defender, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong, they're the model for defenders in the country. Is that right? And the people sort of trickle down from what they do, or are they their um, own sort of monster? They're their own sort of monster because that, that the federal office is governed by a whole different set of rules than okay. the state. So okay. I couldn't say they're a model. Okay. I will tell you this, though. The federal office in Philadelphia um, and the state office in Philadelphia have similar mindsets right. when it comes to representation and what that means. But, um, you know, we went down to Delaware and we had a former federal chief, federal defender who became the chief. So we started doing things similar to that. And, and, and y'all, Kier's trying to be all shy and, and stuff. <laughs> Kier went down there, changed their, I think before she got there, seven, eight years, nobody did a trial. Nobody knew how to do a trial. Everybody was used to pleading everybody out. <laughs> Kier went down there, did what, 13, 14 juries, lost one. It doesn't matter the fact that she lost one. The fact of the matter is everybody hears about federal court. Nobody wants to try a case. Everybody's terrified, and everybody takes a plea. We know why the federal sentencing guidelines are outrageous. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, here sitting before me, they couldn't have found a better candidate to run and get that public defender office together out there in Montgomery County because you need a trial lawyer. Am I right? Absolutely. You need a person who is not afraid to challenge the system. And you need a person who, I'm sorry, like this young lady, Black, that poem. That poem was excellent. It was right on point. Because you have people out there who don't get it, who don't get the fact that a conviction is worse than a stint in jail. Mm -hmm. And we had the mindset of, well, you know, it's just probation. Just take probation. And then you have people lost because now they have a conviction and they're, I guess, not entitled to so many more things. And the first thing people are <laughs> going to do when they do the background check, oh, you got a conviction, so sorry, I can't hire you. But not just that. I'm talking about you yeah, lose your pension. Why. If that was your only mode of, of um, feeding your family or providing for your family, you lose pensions. You lose, of course, rights to vote, which Mm-mm. we... Yo, yeah, you do. You, you, you lose it in for In Pennsylvania, you only lose it when you're locked up. Even if you're on parole or probation, you can vote in Pennsylvania only. I don't know about the so other you states. Mean when you get out and you're on probation, you, you can, can vote. vote? You can vote if you're you on parole or on probation. You cannot vote locked up. Oh, I had that voting class, baby. I checked it really? out. Really? Yes. Well, that's good. One of the few states. That's good. But I don't think a lot of people in Montgomery County know that. Okay, well, they need to listen to <laughs> for the people I while I'm playing language. <laughs> if y'all want to call in and join in our, our show, the phone number is 215 609 4301. Hit us on the text line at 215-435-4099. Hit us up on Facebook for the people, Law and Playing Language. Follow me on Twitter, Deborah Winnie Law, or now our producer created a Twitter page for For the People. Well, actually, I created that a while ago, but <laughs> she ain't told nobody. <laughs> I just joined Twitter. 215-609-4301. If you're out there and you have a question for Kier. 
Al Obama wins Vermont. Yeah. yeah. She just showed me her, her cell phone. Listen, if you're out there listening and you got some results for us from the election, if you're watching CNN or one of the election special channels and you got some updated information to share with us, please let us know. Jim Bear, if you're out there listening, I know you got the TV on. Let us know. Lynn, if you guys are out there listening, let us know. So for those of you that don't know, Pennsylvania is not like New York, for example, and let me qualify that. In New York, you get arrested. There's a grand jury that's convened. The grand jury is 23 to 26 regular citizens who sit and listen to the DA. The accused has no rights at a, at a, at a grand jury. He or she can file notice that they intend to testify, but what for? Right? Because they can indict a damn bologna sandwich. They will. As well, they will. So that's the first chance that the DA gets to show somebody what, how strong his or her case is. The grand jury is given the law that the DA gives them, and they decide what charges, if any, that the person should go to trial on. In Pennsylvania, we have a grand jury, but it's strictly for the DA, and it's strictly for secret sealed shit that we are hardly ever hear about. When Lynn Abraham decided to go after the church a while ago, she used a, a secret grand jury proceeding. But for the most part here in Pennsylvania, we do what's called a preliminary hearing. And everywhere statewide, they do preliminary hearings, but they don't happen in the same sort of court setting. Philadelphia County, we have two types of judges, municipal court judges. They have jurisdiction over matters. And correct me if I'm wrong here, that you can suffer um, jail from 90 days to a max of five years. Right. So a summary offense, which in Pennsylvania max is 90 years to a misdemeanor of the first degree, maximum five years. Anything beyond that has to go to a court of common pleas. Please judge who has jurisdiction over everything. Municipal court in Philadelphia County trials for misdemeanors happen in municipal court. If you're charged with a misdemeanor in Philadelphia County, you don't get a preliminary hearing. You go straight to trial after you go through a series of statuses and all that nonsense. Montgomery County and the other counties, it took some getting used to and it scared the sister a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> scared me too. I did my first preliminary hearing in Montgomery County on an attempted murder case. We got it knocked down to just simple possession of marijuana because it was a crazy case. In Montgomery County? In Montgomery County. Murder, knocked yeah, got knocked down shake too. Right <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I went out there and I, I tried to be the quasi-intelligent Deb, because Deb ain't that intelligent, but Deb can play the game and speak the King's English, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I found myself venturing back and forth between the dreadlock Deb and the intelligent Deb, and it worked because the judge and I talked it out and we got everything knocked out but the um, possession. That was a couple of years ago, 2009. I'm very impressed. Um, don't be, because uh, the complainant helped me out a lot. Because well, <laughs> he was stupid, and it walked right into my cross. <laughs> yeah, we, had, we had a couple of like that, too, where I was able to use the district attorney's witness as my own, and mm-hmm. it still made no difference. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so Kira, tell our listeners about the process, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Delaware County, Chester County, Bucks County, most of the counties out there mm-hmm. have the same process that Montgomery County has. How do they start out there when it comes to a court case they do have what we call preliminary hearings but they are very different in montgomery county a preliminary hearing a da is not at a preliminary hearing unless it's a very serious case so for the most part you're doing your preliminary hearing against the police officer wow right and the police officer is in the municipality where they reside and they work and so the district justices who are elected officials um, and not lawyers most of the time i don't think any of them are are lawyers there's one in delaware black well, and Don't I'm talking about in Montgomery County. None? None. Oh. Um, there was one. That be scared. Be very, very scared. What happened? He got kicked out? No, he didn't get kicked out. I don't think he's passed the bar. I think he's taken it like <laughs> several times. <laughs> he hasn't passed the bar. I mean, you know, but hey, that the, everyone has their own struggles. But in any event, um, 
they are people who, some of them are ex-police officers, these district justices. Wow. Some of them are firefighters. Wow. Some of them are in some form of law enforcement. Like I said, Montgomery <laughs> County is a county that has been run by law enforcement. So there's no objectivity. There's no neutral arbiter of facts. Is that right? I think the goal is to be objective, but um, it is it is tough when you are out there and you're trying to ask for certain things and the district justice knows the cop or they used to work together or there's a very close-knit community. So it, it, is, it, is, it is tougher. But what I've really found that is the most difficult part in practicing in Montgomery County when you start off in that process is that you have no way to protect certain rights. Like in Philadelphia, you know, we have our lineup requests mm-hmm. and we know that the, the um, district attorneys as well as the judges, they understand the legal ramifications behind that. Right. Blowing a lineup is, is something that is detrimental to a case. Once no you do doubt. that, you can never get that back. Right. Well, because the way they the, the way they're structured in Montgomery County where they, the police officers kind of just bring the defendants in and, and you sit down in the courtroom and you wait for your hearing, there's no opportunity for those things. So we've wow. had to create opportunity um, in my office where we had to kind of set up a system where we are now asking for notification on certain hearings where you, a lineup would be considered like a robbery, a burglary, attempted murder, murder. It's pretty scary that that's a, that to, it seems to me now that that's a natural common God-given constitutional right it's natural for Christ's for you sake. Because you know about it and because wow. that's the way you practice. When your practice doesn't consist of thinking about all the rights that people have and how to protect those, then you're not thinking but about I'm it. You don't know how to, to incorporate that. How did the public defender's office out there operate when, when they weren't thinking about protecting their clients? Think about it. Most of the times before me, most of the public defenders out there had been ex-DAs. They wow. didn't think about those types of rights and safeguarding those rights. How can you not as a defense well, attorney? That's exactly Good God what Almighty. I said. How can you not? But oh when you don't God. know, you don't know what you don't know until you're hit with it. So we have designed systems out there to help protect those rights a little bit better. We get notific- early notification for these cases. We look through them. We go up there. We talk to the client first, and then we'll call the district judges and ask for them to either postpone the preliminary hearing and not bring the client in so that we can have an opportunity so to lie up. does the montgomery county jail have a lineup procedure in place since they never had any nope they're sent to cfcf are you serious oh, so the county people gotta if you don't know listener cfcf is the cure arm from hold whatever correctional facility in Phil- Pen- it's philadelphia <laughs> county so state road and they have one of the best lineup systems i have to be honest and say in the country and it's patterned after I mean, florida there was a lineup little shit that started in Florida. Bill told me this before he retired. What was Bill's last name? The first detective, Ooh. the old guy with the gray hair that was that oh, was that did all man. that. <laughs> yes, remember yes, him? He was, <laughs> he was, he was just nasty. All that snorting <laughs> and shit. But he, Bill, Bill, the detective that that initially did the lineups out there, changed everything at CFCF. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. cool. Yeah, he was cool. And so anyway, that's pre- that's a lot of money that the county people got to pay for. Well, you know, it, it and is. so the victims have to also come from from. So did the police drive them here and show them pictures of the person and tell them who to identify? <laughs> <laughs> they definitely drive them because you know that most wow. people in Montgomery County, they do not like coming into of the city. Of course not. Even though we're about, what, five miles apart mm-hmm. <laughs> from Philadelphia, I just, I hadn't gotten that. But, you know, look, I want to just piggyback off of something else you said in your poem, uh, and I'm talking to Black here. She said something that when I got there, it was so true that, People, they, we, people capitalize off of others' ignorance. You know, most of the times we see people and say, I just want to get this over with. Let me just get this over with. And for the, for the most part, our lawyers thought that doing that was doing them a favor, getting this over. Well, well I've resolved this case quickly. I've resolved this case quickly. But 
we have not understood the collateral consequences that at have come all down to certain people. And that also feeds into people's ideas and notions, even in Philly, that PDs aren't real lawyers. Oh, we're more the than first real public defense. The first pre- preliminary hearing I did in Philadelphia County, my client said to me afterwards, check this. Miss Deb, you're going to make a good lawyer someday. And I, I didn't know whether I should turn around and smack this dude upside his head. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to take it what he meant it as a compliment. That's right. So then I pulled out my bar cart and had to show the brother I am a lawyer, do see? See, all of us are. We take the same bar test. But I, I so understand that, particularly now listening to what you're saying. So how do you change? You know, and I have to add that Deborah's not from Philadelphia, and that's always been a thing in Philadelphia, that public defenders were like interns, you know, like medical interns where they're not quite doctors yet. Yeah, it's always been. I'm not from Philadelphia either. Right, and and I know that. (laughs) But I I just wanted to add that that's truly, purely a Philadelphia thing. I remember hearing that when I was a kid that, oh, no, a public defender, that's like, you know, you go to the doctor and you got someone that's still in medical mm-hmm. school. Like he comes in, right, he's, he's an intern. So one right. day you guys made great lawyers. I'm glad you one guys were if I don't, <laughs> if I'm going to a, if I'm going to a new county for the first time, I call the public defender's office as well. You should. When I did my <laughs> rape trial in Chester County in front of the president judge, that was a mess. The first person I office I called was the public defender's office. That's right. And for those of y'all that don't know any lawyers out there listening, if you don't know, if you come into Philly for the first time, for example, and you can't find my number or me, reach out to the Philadelphia public defender's office, and I guarantee you. You'll get they will answer. give you the information you need. Can they reach out to your office if, if Philly lawyers or other lawyers are coming into Montgomery County for the first time? Absolutely. And how, they can they, how can they reach out they to should. you? They can reach out to us, and I'll give you their, my phone number <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> we'll make sure she gets there, y'all. She's trying to get herself together. It's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a really, really quick break because I know I threw a lot at y'all, a, little, a lot at, at Kier. Listen, if y'all listening out there, you got some updates for the election, please let us know. When we come back from break, y'all need to call in and, and give Kier some props. I'm telling you. For sure. This is one of the most amazing. And y'all know I'm not. I don't, I don't just Let blow shit any, up. Any issues that you've had in Montgomery County. And that was my great. next thing I was going to ask you. I just got her permission. If you've had some issues with the Montgomery County Public Defender's Office or right. if you got some suggestions, some suggestions or ideas as it relates to the criminal justice system in Montgomery County, this is the lady you need to talk to. Give her a shout here in the studio, 215 215- 609-4301. This is Kier Bradford Gray, the first African-American. I'm not saying she's and, a female. And the second female, right? But Montgomery County yes. has had a prior female PD, but not an African-American woman, chief public defender. And that's our guest, Kier Bradford Gray, along with the um, crazy as hell, but also <laughs> fabulous attorney. Trial attorney. Talented is not the word. The girl got skills. Sue Yen and, Pupo. And, you know, I'm always listening to every word you say, but in the beginning, did you tell them what a chief public defender meant, what that Chief means? public defender is the boss, y'all, in plain <laughs> language. <laughs> all the people that work in the public defender's office, from the social workers Each to the secretaries thing. to yeah, the attorneys. We have no social workers. Work, what? Exactly. We'll, oh, we'll talk my, about that I'm later. Scared. We'll, we'll be talk right about back, that y'all. Later. Come on back. <laughs> What's up, what's up, this Black the Broke Poet. Check me out every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. sharp, for the people, law and plain language. You know how we do. Cheer.
What's up, what's up? This is Deborah Rainey, the Compassionate Lawyer, bringing you For the People every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. on gtownradio.com.
with your black hair and your fat ass thighs. Street poetry is my everyday, but yo, I gotta stop when you drop my weight. If I was working at the club, you would not pay. Ayo, my man Fife Diggy, he got something to say. I like him brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Mm. Name is Fife Dork from the Zulu Nation. So you're in the jam that we can get down. Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town. You got BBD all on your bedroom wall. But I'm above the rim and this is how I bore. A gritty little something on the New York street. This is how I represent over this here beat. Talking about you. Yo, I took you out. But sex was on my mind, pulled the whole damn route. My mind was in a frenzy in a horny state. But I couldn't drop dimes cause you couldn't relate. Welcome back to For the People Law in Plain Language with me, Debrana, your host, the compassionate lawyer. Sometimes. <laughs> in the studio she with is. me is Black, a.k.a. the Broke Poet. Yeah, yeah. Simply <laughs> the PhD candidate producer. Really? At some point, I'm just going to go back to Renee, the producer. I like Simply. <laughs> there's a whole history behind that. We're going to Special guest star, and I mean star, I mean that, Miss Keir Bradford Gray, the first African-American woman chief public defender of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, and Suya Pupo, trial Mpupo. attorney extraordinaire. So on the other side of the break, we were talking to um, Keir, and we were sort of discussing the differences in the initiation of the preliminary hearing process in Philadelphia County versus the other counties. For those of you that don't know, preliminary hearing is like a show cause hearing. Mm-hmm. Commonwealth says, judge, whoever, this is the strength of my case, send it to trial on these charges or all the charges. The defense attorney's job is to get some of the charges knocked out or at the very least lock in the witnesses to their testimonies. When they get to trial, they have some stuff to work with. Did I say that right nicely? Yes, yeah. you did. Um, and on the other side of the break, we were also listening to some of Keir's strategies as it relates to trying to change the mindset of the public defender and the community in general out there in Montgomery County from one of just protecting the community and damn the accused is sort of making it a more rounded um, sort of vision, if you will. And I'm, I'm trying my best not to let the ignorant dad come through. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to go there real, real quick. What I find most appalling is that in those counties, and it's not, and I'm not going to say it doesn't happen in Philadelphia County too, mm-hmm. but I find it just makes me want to vomit when the first thing out of your defense attorney's mouth is, well, you got to take a plea. You yes. haven't seen a police report. You ain't seen nay piece of discovery. Hell, most of the time you don't even know what the charges are. And your first comment to your client is you got to take a plea. What the hell is that about? Well, I'll tell you, I, we dealt with that same issue. I think it was a system approach to representation, and we wanted to go to more of a client-centered approach, which means you cannot plea a person if you don't understand what the hell is going on with them, if you have not had an opportunity to talk to them. One crazy black man who shall n- remain nameless Thurgood Matthews. <laughs> one of the greatest trial attorneys. That you'll ever see. Yes, he is. He is the assistant chief at the Public Defender of Philadelphia Special Defense Unit. He said to me, Deb, you cannot plead a case out if you're not ready to go to trial. That's right. And when he first said that to me, I'm like, you crazy. What did you do, bump your head again? Because, you know, Thurgood got some crazy ass ideas. You but when I thought about motion? it, well, because, you know, my ego was all in trouble. I ain't no shit. I ain't no idea. Yeah, I know, I know. Because you went in there ready to try murder case your first day. I was ready to try murder. I ain't never changed. 
<laughs> but when I thought about it and realized it, and now when I'm talking to other lawyers and doing CLEs, I, that makes so much sense. Yes. Because guess what? If you're not prepared and you don't know what your case is about, whatever the DA brings to you, if you had no intention of trying the case anyway, you're going to plead your client out to the first thing that comes along. Because you don't know what you have. I like this notion, Kier, that you said system-centered versus client-centered. Mm-hmm. Let's expand on that a little bit more. I, I like that idea. And the public defender's office in Philadelphia County used to be client-centered. I believe they still are. Uh, look, I've seen the new lawyers come in there. I can't tell. Well, I'm not talking about the level of advocacy by the lawyers, but I'll tell you right now, the mindset of that office is, is a client-centered representation. I agree with that. The powers that be, Ellen, Charlie, some of the supervisors the that used to be there. people there that keep that culture going. Now, right, you can't right, right, force right. a lawyer to go to trial. No, but you can force that lawyer to treat their clients like people and not scum on the bottom of their shoes and be afraid of them. Absolutely. I mean, that should be a screening process. That's a screening process. Okay. But, you know, I, I you, hear you. some people slip you. through the class. Some people you. do. I hear you. And a lot of people use the public defender's office as well as the DA's office for springboards for their careers. Some yeah. know that you're going to get hired faster if you have that litigation experience already. And let's be real, more people coming from the DA's office get them big firm job offers you know than they yeah. do in the PD's There's office. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Because some people, you get some very, very good competitive people there that like this skill of being a lawyer. But when the skill gets in the way of your caring about the client, that's the problem. And well, it I mean, seems to me this new breed, since I left mm-hmm. the office in 08, the new breed coming in are more interested in sharpening their skills and not seeing the clients for the people that they are. Well, you know what? That's advocacy, though. There's a, there's a certain level of advocacy that comes with a competitive edge. Right. And if you have that in you, you're going to fight tooth and nail, even if you don't believe what it is that you're fighting. Because I don't believe that. Pretty much. <laughs> for the most part, it's about you and your representation and your, and, and your, your, pretty much your, your ego or whatever it is, and, and you're confident and your ability to beat that person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that, that keeps you going. Hey, go ahead and do it. I know, that's but when, right. But getting back to your original question, system, system, I guess, centered representation versus client-centered representation, what I meant, the difference between the two is, is that when I got there, people were pleading cases for the system's efficiency. Wow. So we would go, and I, I, when I got there, I interviewed every single person in that office, and I asked, what opportunities do you have to interview your clients? And almost unanimously it was none i meet my client at the court hearing that's so scary that is so scary but i do have to be (laughs) honest since i've opened my office i've had to employ folks to do my initial contact interview because i'm so busy i rarely get a chance to get up there but they do know they meet me before trial but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's pretty scary not to interview your Because think My about God. it. The Defender Association has, what was it, a horizontal representation mm-hmm. where you don't necessarily get the same lawyer that you're going to trial with, but you have a mm-hmm. culture of people who understand what they are to be getting and what they are to be drawing out, the information to get. So when you have a team of people working for the same cause, you can get the same result. No, and that's true. So I don't, I, true. I don't mind that other people may do some of the legwork because ultimately I'm looking at their information and I'm judging whether or not they're getting the right information. If they're right. not, then I'm sure you would say, oh, most right, you no longer need to go to see my Right, clients. and it's a part of the training process too. Um, so what if you, if you could put your finger on what was the toughest change that you, that you what's, the, what's the worst program or policy you saw in place in that office that you felt was your priority to take care of? The fact that there were no policies. 
Wow. So I had to make and create policies, and I made I created systems. One, the first system that we created was prison interviewing system. Wow. Where we had rotations of attorneys going up there and interviewing clients so that people can be seen and understood and get their cases directed on the right path. You know, when you don't interview someone within a certain period of time, a lot of vital information is lost. Investigations, alibi witnesses, these are things that could become the come to fruition for someone and the way people change cell phone numbers like hotcakes these days things were getting lost that people had no choice when it came down to it to plead because all their information and their valid defenses were gone wow so now we get to them uh, within 72 hours after they're arrested and we make sure that we get all that critical information so that we either start investigations we either divert them to other places where uh, like diversion courts or we figure out what it is they need for sentencing and rehabilitation or mitigation. And with the changes that you are trying to implement and that you think are necessary, how much resistance are you getting from the county folks for the financial piece? <laughs> well, yeah. right now, <laughs> right now I am in negotiations. Let me tell you, with Josh Shapiro, he is our county commissioner. I give him a lot of credit. He has appointed me the first African-American to run the department. And that was a pretty bold move because guess what? I came out of nowhere. I didn't know anyone. No one knew me. But we knew you. You did. The people that matter knew who you That's were. That's right. But Josh Shapiro took a huge, huge leap of faith. And Josh said, Shapiro, let me tell you what, dude. You got it right. Yes, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> he's an excellent, right, excellent commissioner. And he's he's been very supportive of me in my office. And let me tell you, right now they are faced with a big financial crisis in Mont- Montgomery County. For a long time, the money has been mismanaging. All of the departments are forced to make cuts except for our office. Wow, and he's actually awesome. given us some positions. Uh, we're working on some more. We need some more. But we've got to show we can do what we have first. And, and then, so I know that at the public defender's office here in Philadelphia, they have the adult division, right? And then they got Robert Listen being his juvenile babies. And Robert goes out on his own and brings in money for the juvenile right. part. And he also gets money, obviously, from the parent, yes. the PD's office. Are you in a position to be able to do that for your office in its entirety? We are. We are doing that right now with our juvenile unit. We are going after grants and we're going after our own money so that we can make sure that we can staff that unit the way it needs to be staffed. Right now, um, what we were seeing in the juvenile unit was, um, I'd say, an abomination and and, and basically a big plea machine because our attorneys, uh, the caseload is tremendous where they, they can't possibly do all the things that, are, that they do need they to be done. Do they have a separate juvenile unit out there? Yes, we do. We have, it consists of three attorneys. Wow. And we have 1,200 cases. Montgomery County is the second largest, isn't it? Third. Wow. Mm. That's scary. Three attorneys with 1,200 cases. And oh, now you know juvenile cases are different God. than adults. They most definitely are, it y'all. It's a lot of social Because they work. never go away, and it's more <laughs> of a social worker than an attorney. You got this review, that review. Merciful heaven. If you want to join our conversation, you got information for us about the vote and how it's turning out. Or if you have some questions, some suggestions, or some ideas for our in-studio guest, Keir Bradford Gray, give us a call, 215-609-4301. Hit us up on the text line, 215-435-4099. Email us, forthepeople at com. Hit us up on Facebook, For the People, Law in Plain Language. This message is for Sue Yin. Knowing what you know and how long you've known Kier, and let's be real now, did you think <laughs> when you first heard about Kier being asked to take this position, <coughs> whether she was a good candidate for this position? Let's go. 
mean, you should ask me that when I'm not sitting right in front of her, I guess. <laughs> so, so given that she's right here, I'm going to say that I, nothing made me happier or prouder to know that she had gotten that position. But I, I mean that sincerely. I think that if anybody can go in there and shake things up and make a positive change, she can do it. And, and you know, I know that earlier she was saying something about leap of faith that uh, was taken when they gave her this spot. But obviously somebody out there knew enough to suggest her for the position. So um, I think that, you know, I think it's great. And I think that she's going to do great things. I don't know if she's, <coughs> she's laughing. Because I can laughing? tell you, when I've got the phone call, I'm sitting there staring at the phone and saying, huh, you want me to come interview for the chief defendant? I'm a lawyer, I'm not an administrator. I, I really was shocked. And something just said, hey, go try it. Go let them see who you are. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> when I heard about it, not only was I shocked and impressed, <laughs> my only question, and I know you, and you know I've always been real with you, and yes. I'm going to keep it real right yes. now. My concern was, how is the cure that I know and love going to be able to maintain her cool when one of them, I'm looking for a word. I'll tell you one Challenging word. individuals out there <laughs> puts you in a position to suggest or minimize or diminish what your ideas are. For the sake of ignorance, because they don't know. Well, they I, th- don't I get think it. the one thing you both are ignoring is that you guys deal with that even in Philadelphia, and you have to put on that face and be the professional. It's a lot different. It's a lot uh-huh. different than the leadership what, what spot. Me. I'll tell you what saved me Delaware federal practice. And then what do you mean? If I didn't have the experience in Delaware, because Delaware is a very close community, just like Montgomery County, and the federal practice is much more conservative. So if I didn't have that experience, I would not have been primed for this. When you say conservative, what in, in the judges, the AUSAs, uh, the level of advocacy, the way you have you you, formality. you yes, the formality, everything is much more. It's a much more conservative practice. We can't go in there doing the semantics and the things that we did. See, look, we go. To, <laughs> you leave Philadelphia County, you go out there. You better be ready to be a real, no. real, real lawyer. Philadelphia Philly, you can be an advocate. No holds barred because you can be an advocate. But in Philadelphia, <laughs> to survive here, you have to be able to think on your feet. Yes, because you, you got some judges that don't know the rules of evidence. Don't give a crap. Yo, judge, who makes this up? Yo, judge, here's Jeff, what's up. You want to talk about creative. I watched Suyan Pupo do a trial, and I will never forget this trial. Her, she was, her client was charged with a robbery case, and they identified him by, I think the, the identification was big nose. Mm. Now, you, what does that mean in the African-American community? <laughs> big I'm nose. I'm right? <laughs> That's like white T-shirt, <laughs> jeans. Blue jeans and Tim's. However, <laughs> Su Yen was so creative and crafty with this defense and how to explain what, how little this identification was. Now, her client did have a huge nose. Even for the <laughs> she went out and got a Mr. Potato Head nose and a, a, one of those poster boards, one of them cardboards, one, you know, one of them things that I hate when you break it up and it gets all over the place. She said to the jury, Phone board. She said to the jury, and what was the description? She slammed that potato head nose on a blank phone board. She literally said that. And you look at it and you're saying, it's a nose. That's all it is. It's a wow. nose. Even though our client's sitting there with the biggest nose I've ever seen. <laughs> but <laughs> there could be more out how there. Long how long was the jury out? 15 minutes? I, I don't remember. Wow, I know that um, it was a but slam dunk not guilty. Though. That's, that's advocacy, That's the type of creativity that you can, couldn't get away with at Delaware federal practice. And so you had to find other ways. You had to use legal arguments. You had to use your best scholastic way, you know, resources to win the case. And that's what you have to do in Montgomery County because they don't, they don't know about all this. So why not give it to them? 
What have we, somebody what, wait I'm about to come out there come they on come out there they're gonna see it they're gonna see it well you gotta be careful with it I, I understand that because and, you and don't wanna lose your judges. audience right and we got a couple new judges here that I, I'm finding myself having to refashion right. my my style of doing things get Some them to our, respect you for your knowledge of the law I first hear, and then it. we hit them <laughs> hit them with, and with I'm our, our personal that characteristics reluctantly because I never wanted to learn it not to say y'all that I don't know the law I no. get the law. The law is bullshit. It's not fair. Let's but be you, real. But, you're, but, but you're, you have to learn it and start from that point and then go from there. Not that you don't know it. It's that you're used to, to practicing in forums where people are aware of certain things. And so you don't have to re-educate that or, or change the mindset. You do in certain settings where they're not used to a certain level of advocacy. You have to show them why that is correct and comports with the Constitution and the law. And then you can get creative. Mm-hmm. But once they respect you, then they'll, you get more leeway and you get more out of them. So, so as a litigator or a trial attorney, are you going to and do you intend to continue to try cases? Oh, I have. I, I think have taken a teacher, on a, a teacher teaches, right? Yes, they do. And ones that can't, no. they practice law. Well, no, no, no. Well, you know Wait, what? I got that wrong. You did because that trial lawyers that. try cases. Teachers go to school and teach law. Something yes, like they do. That, something like that. I have um, picked up a couple of high-profile cases in our office, and I brought in some attorneys to do the to do them with me to kind of show them how I like them to work up a case and how the things the things that we need to start. So considering. you brought some of your. Montgomery County public defenders to work their case for you, with you? With me, yes. Okay, wow. Okay. And, and the are first, they excited? Are they scared? Oh, yeah. Well, the, we've, the first case we tried, I tried with a, uh, a one of the, my, I, I love him. He's a really good um, public defender. Uh, we tried a, a rape case and we, we hung it. Out. We hung it. Damien Brewster. Damian, I don't know if he's stop, listening. <laughs> I just made him my chief of juvenile. Okay. I just made him so my chief black, of juvenile. Black, is he a black guy? No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the Italian? only one. I met someone out there named Damien, so I'm wondering if it's him. The one I met was a white guy with curly hair. No, he doesn't have curly hair. But, um, yeah, it just made him my my chief of juvenile, and I think he's a very compassionate lawyer, a very fair guy. And we tried that case together. I was really impressed because he asked me. He talked to me about it my first week there, and we tried it together. And he put put a lot of time into that case. And we hung it. We hung it. That's what I'm talking about. If y'all don't know... They was unable to come to you name it, unanimous decision. It was retried, right? It's, it's going to be retried. And who's going to try it, him or, or someone He's else? going to try it. Okay. He's going to try it. He, he understands everything he needs to do now. Okay. So, wow. Go ahead, girl. It was, yeah. I saw something in your bio about you um, bringing to bear the DNA in the sort of scientific realm that it came in. That was pretty impressive. Well, you were doing a little bit of that in our office, too, right? I did. I was experimenting with DNA in the state office, but I really perfected my knowledge of DNA in the federal office. I had a, a lot of cases with DNA, and we won what two of, of them. What sorts of DNA? Uh, mainly DNA on weapons, DNA found on property, not uh, semen or saliva. Like epithelial skin cells and hair or something? Wherever like it came from. Could have wow, came from sweat cool. glands, whatever cool. it is, because DNA comes from anything. You right. touch the surface right, and right. you leave I'm your trying DNA to make out. myself a little bit of an expert. Well, I, I had mean, a Chester County jury trial with nothing but DNA. Let me tell you something. Shout out to Krista Latham, one of the best DNA Hi, experts. Krista. Krista. Latham, one of the best DNA experts that I have ever used. And, and we won two cases with DNA evidence. Wow. She come to Philly? In federal. Yes, she will. She, she will fly up here. She's right now living, uh, working at the University of Indi- Indianapolis. She, um, she specializes in bone excavation. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Tell us in English what that means. That means <laughs> they dig up bones and try to determine the that origin. That is so cool. Through the, the use of DNA. That's yes. really, really cool. Yes. Wow. How'd you find her? Well, she used to work in Philadelphia. She was with the um, she was with uh, Temple. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, the federal defender used her a couple of times. And actually, she, I was the first person she ever testified for in court. Wow. And um, we, that I need jury, to get her CV. jury came back in an hour, not guilty, on a wow. case where, where they had DNA and they felt pretty solid about it. Wow. But it's just, she explains that while DNA is DNA and people think, oh, it's, it's, it's black or white, there's a I lot like of gray what they areas. I think about fingerprints, too, and so you start learning. Yeah, there are a lot the of gray areas in DNA. And DNA is fallible, is fallible as the tester, right? Because he's a human being, right? Because the results no. are sometimes subjective, right? Um, to be honest with you, the testing tools and the testing kit is, all, is very legitimate. Now, the only time you have to worry is when you have contamination within your lab. That's different. But um, it's the analysis. What about the different types of testing? The mitochondria. Sorry, y'all. We go off top. I'll talk to her about that later because I got a case (laughs) coming up. I need to talk to her about. So anyway, we're talking to Keir Bradford Gray, who is a chief public defender, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. If you want to reach out to Keir and give her a comment, give her a shout out. Two one five six zero nine four three zero one is the studio line. The Montgomery (laughs) County Public Defender's Office can be reached at six one zero. Two seven eight three two nine five. Anybody out there has a loved one who is pending a criminal matter in Montgomery County, and you have questions for Miss Bradford? Please reach out to her now while she's in the studio. And if you don't want to call her in the studio, hit the text line two one five four three five four zero nine nine. Now I wanted to go back to some of these some of these sort of um, differences in Philadelphia County versus Montgomery County. We talked about the magisterial district court. Mm-hmm. And y'all remember, Keir said out there, the magistrates aren't lawyers. They're appointed, they're public they're officials, and they're appointed, right? I mean, they don't even have no, to know the law, they're, right? They not, they're not appointed. They are they elected. Are, oh, okay, they're elected. That's even scarier. Good God of mine. <laughs> they go to judge school no, at least? You know what? That, that, that you're right, because it's sometimes they're elected by some of the people. So they owe somebody. Right. So when you come in with a retail theft from a business, and that, I know they're that gonna business. Be more, they're going to be more apt to give the business what they want. It's, it is Do tough. they send them to judge school at least, like they do here, no. the new judge? No. How do they learn the law then? No. Beats me. Do they give them at least <laughs> the, the, the crimes code and the evidence? They definitely have that debt, yes. Are <laughs> you scaring me a little bit now? All right, so... In Philadelphia County, you go to municipal court for your preliminary hearing. The judge says, I find all the child charges are made. I'll help the court. Arraignment date, blah, 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 blah. In municipal, in, uh, out there in Montgomery County, it's pretty much the same thing. I hold you for court. Then what? And then it goes through the process of going through the, I mean, the court of common pleas. So it's surface channels through the system. And the court of common pleas in, in uh, Montgomery County is in Norristown, right? The yes. main courthouse. Yes. So I know in Philadelphia County, before you hit that arraignment, you could have gone the route of diversion. Now they have mm-hmm. something in Philly called the Choice is Yours. Mm-hmm. And this program is designed for folks who are first-time PWID, possession with intent to, de- to deliver. It's excellent. Folks that get arrested for the first time. You, don't, you can't have a Mandel depending. Right. Most of the time they're going to let you in TCY if you agree to waive your prelim, but you don't have to. Right. So I got four guys now that are right below that Mando amount. We're going to do the TCY program. That's do y'all have anything like that out there? We have nothing near that. Well, you got ARD at least. Well, we got ARD, but re- you got to remember the ARD components are a lot different than they are in Philadelphia, and it costs a lot more money to go into ARD. What do you mean? The rules did. are set by the goddamn Supreme Court. How is it that uh, much no, different? The, the fees and the are fines you are not. Yes. So they t- so, so and they do not accept drug cases. Oh, my in God. ARD. They do not accept What if drug you're cases? a drug user? You've never been arrested before. It don't matter? You have to go into Section 17. So they don't fight Section 17 then? No, they won't fight it for a first-time drug offense. But you know, as I know... Will they expunge it? Uh, upon motion, yes. It's not oh, an automatic expungement. Oh, my Lord. 
Wow. Do they even do Section 18 at all out there? Section 17, yeah. for those of you that don't know, is, is, is akin to a sort of a no contest plea. That's right. exactly what it is. You go into the program sometimes 12 months, 24 months, depending on what the, mm. the proclivities of the district attorney are. And you have to demonstrate some way, somehow, you had a drug. Oops for lack of better terminology because I'm tired. And as long as you satisfy all the conditions, <laughs> you get you get Drug the... Um, the right. There's no conviction entered. And if you satisfy all the things you're supposed to, the charges are withdrawn, then you have to... And when she said upon petition, you have to file a petition to expunge. Right. There's also under the Crimes Code, and these cases and these, these things we're talking about, y'all, can be found in the rules of criminal procedure for the state of Pennsylvania, not Philadelphia County. We right. all use the same damn rules. Section 18 is a little tougher because you have to for ARD is not yes. section 17. Oh, ARD. Yeah, ARD for y'all that don't know accelerate, accelerated rehabilitative disposition. What does that mean in a nutshell? This program is designed for folks who normally don't screw up. You got drunk for the first time, did something stupid. We're going to forgive you. We're going to make you do some community service hours, some other programs, do all those things, and then we'll maybe perhaps think about um, expunging the case if you file your petition. In Philadelphia County, most ARDs, it's $65 to get into the program. Then there's court costs and fees and stuff. Kira just looked at me crazy. So what is it, $600 in Montgomery County? Um, I think it's more on the range. It could be almost $1,000. Then let, Wait a minute. But so someone who has no job and is poor, they can't get into ARD? But you got to remember, the poverty qualifications in Montgomery County are a lot different than the poverty qualifications in Philadelphia. What's the mean income range out there for folks in Montgomery County average? Uh, Man, it's the it's the it's the richest county in Pennsylvania. Okay, so <laughs> not but they just ignore Norristown, though, huh? Well, Norristown is is a section that ha- of the Montgomery County has a lot of struggles. But it's a county seat. Well, it's a county seat. But what I've si- seen about Norristown is that it's the the I don't want to say dumping grounds, but that's the lack it's of better like DC. It's it's the area where they put a lot of the rehab centers and a lot of the you know group homes for mental health patients. Correct. Because look, Montgomery County is beautiful. Y'all, Norristown is where Norristown State Hospital, Montgomery, the um, one of the state mental hospitals. Yes, Mont- look, Montgomery County is beautiful. It, it is, quite. and I get it. I get it. The people work hard. They should be protected, and people should not have to kind of worry about you know, I guess bringing their property value down. However, when you but how dare everyone. you think in Montgomery County that you have more rights to your property and to your peace of mind? than we do in Philadelphia County. The oh, difference don't. is in Philadelphia County, we don't put our property above the quality of life of our goddamn citizens. Well, it's not about putting it above the quality of life. Am I getting life. mad? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, You're I'm always mad. mad. I'm, I'm so used to it. You're always <laughs> mad. That's your, that's, that's, your, that's your MO. But it's not putting it against the, <laughs> against the, the quality of life. Sure it is. No, it's not. No, no. In, in a way. But it is if you do not give them the tools to help them. You can't just dump them in Norristown and leave Norristown in a destitute situation. But that's the way it looks now, so that's what they've done. <laughs> I drive through there when it I go is. to Montgomery County Courthouse, which, by the way, is one of the most beautiful courthouses I've ever seen. But I'm going to tell you this, and I told Renee, I came home one day, here, mm-hmm. hopping mad in the Montgomery County Courthouse in E-Court, which is one of the newer courtrooms. Yes. There is this big-ass portrait on the wall. With back in the 1800s, there's these rich white people in a carriage, and they had the nerve to have a slave depicted in that photo. I was so. I know what. Right I know what picture you're talking about. The judge's desk. Are you serious? 
Yeah. I got up and went to the court officer and said, do I and my client have to look at this slave behind the judge's head? And she looked at me like I was crazy. I said, you know what? I'm asking for a continuance. I've already entered my appearance. I'm out. Do you remember when <laughs> I came home and bitching about that, Renee? Do you remember that? Of course. I, I was so angry. I don't write letters. You know me. I know. I wrote a letter to the Metro to the Inquirer. What did he get to, you? And they didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> so when you asked why did and I, I do wrote a letter show, to I the legal intelligence here and they didn't do shit. And that's a shame. I wrote a letter to the Supreme Court, but I never sent it because I didn't want to get myself in that much trouble. I Bitch, know, you got to go back out there and practice. Listen, listen. <laughs> you know what? But I got it off my chest. You know the picture I'm talking about. I do. People told me that who had been out there longer than me, Debbie, that's not a slave. That's a black that's man. What I, that's, that's a what, goddamn slave. <laughs> I, you ain't going to tell <laughs> me Deb, otherwise. I know you would interpret that it as a slave. That was a and slave. Listen, it could be a Why is he the only black man in the picture because helping up the little girl and shining the other man's boots? That's a slave. Get the fuck out of here. First of all, a lot of black people have shoe shine business. There's nothing wrong with that. They didn't choose it. nothing wrong with that. Back then they were forced to do that shit. They didn't ask, oh yeah, boss, let me shine your shoes. I live with her, Kier. I live with her. It's everywhere. And you are a strong woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's everywhere. But do you understand what that did to me with my black client sitting here waiting to do a VOP? It's behind the judge's chair. So, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) beyond the bar of the court, by that we mean literally it's a bar. The lawyers and the defendants, the sheriffs and the court officers walk up there. One chair for the lawyer and his, his or her client, the accused. I don't like the word defendant. I don't use it that much anymore. Hi. For the prosecution team. The judge sits in front of us with his big old, I'll tell you in a second, his big old decor, his big old box, his bench or whatever. Mm-hmm. This picture, y'all, is bigger than the judge's whole body and is sitting right behind him. And under that, that picture is right under the United States flag. Are you serious? And I'm supposed to think my client's <laughs> you know, about to get some judge, you know, some 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 you know, justice. You remind me of you remind me of the guy in um, Boomerang who thinks <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> the pool table represents racism no, no, because no. the black ball drives <laughs> the white ball Wait, drives a- every other uh, ball off the thing. <laughs> but. <laughs> that's not the part he's she mad reminded about. me of he's mad because if you drop the eight ball first you lose absolutely the and the that? eight ball just happens to be black right it's pool. <laughs> the person who created pool was a white person and that could very well be and but you know negative. I enjoy pool I do too but I suck at it no but don't tell me I'm the first person that recognized that figure in that Look, I've, I, seen, I've it. seen slaves depicted it's not before. as outlandish as you are Look, saying but I'm going to go out there y'all but. I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to ask my <laughs> producer to put that shit up on the Podomatic website and y'all tell me if you think right. that's a slave if it has if you have some social awareness about you you will be Somewhat offended. No, you might look the white <laughs> the white girl with me who Try worked for me, Lorraine Troll. Hey, what's up, girl? She went to North Carolina. She pointed to me and said, "Deb." She was interning with me. It's a it's a she black said, man shining his shoe. Is that a slave in that picture? A slave. I went <laughs> off. It's a black man shining the shoe. Yes, it is. Uh, no, he wasn't. There was he wasn't just shining the shoe. He had the he shoe was helping master daughter up in the goddamn <laughs> <mess. laughs> Oh my god, I was pissed. He so was anyway, oh, it's because of depictions like. Like that, that Montgomery County and the other counties get this automatic idea that if you're a person of color, you ain't got nothing coming to you. And then add to it before you got there. And let's be real. Before you got there, the nature of the beast was, I don't give a shit that you don't got no prior record. Plead this out or you're going to jail forever. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, And that's some sick shit. That's and all the culture. R- run it home. That's crazy. And that's what I'm running into. Montgomery we- County Negroes and, and Latinas and Asians. Stay out of Y'all Montgomery better County. thank the Lord. <laughs> 
that you got Kier out there. And if you ask from Philly, keep your ass in Philly. Well, you know what? Hear me? That's Hear me? I like that, too. Because Hear I me? can't do it by myself. Hear me? Keep yeah. your behind in Philly. I'm going to tell you right now. You go to Montgomery County. You can't do the same shit you do out here no. in Philly. And they, and they, because they Montgomery themselves. County ain't got shit else to do. They're going to follow your ass around with that dark-ass tent <laughs> and make up stories and say, I smelled weed. <laughs> and the first question your defense lawyer should be asking, what was the difference between non-burning weed and fresh raw weed? Some cop today <laughs> told me, he, somebody wrote, he's pulled over Meek Mills a couple weeks ago. And they had this big story about I'm sure there was weed coming out of there. Well, no, dude told <laughs> me, he said, I smelled raw weed. He cool. He cool as shit. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Raw you know. weed. And I wanted to say, what the yeah. hell does raw weed? It smelled like um, uh, oregano. It wasn't burnt. Raw weed. First of all, nobody walks around with weed in their pocket without it being inside of a plastic bag, inside of another bag. Nobody's going to grab a handful of weed and stick it in their pocket. <laughs> so how you smelling it through the plastic bag, my jean jacket, and my coat? Depends on what kind of it is. It's a I nickel guess. bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nickel bag. I mean, the he ain't no dog. He don't have the dog nose. Police officer's testimony needs to be judged, but uh, you know, assessed. I by just a judge. thought it was funny, but the office. But let's be real. In the counties, though, they don't have the the, the population to deal with that we have here, right? So mean? out there, you're going to get more people arrested for dumb shit. Absolutely. Than you would here in Philadelphia County because they don't have nothing else to do. Many of the cases that come through that system are misdemeanors. Give us some examples. Some examples of the kind of cases we get? Well, I'll tell you one thing. A retail theft <laughs> will get you sent upstate in Montgomery County. For y'all that don't know, retail <laughs> theft is shoplifting. Yes. Okay? But guess here's why. They, oh this, is, this is what they said. You got to remember. For some toothpaste? Because Montgomery County has oh. the high. You, just got, you got King of Prussia Mall out there. Oh, so you got King of Prussia Mall. They want to make an example of you Negroes that come from Philadelphia. Steal from them or and, Montgomery or anywhere else. And they say. We don't play that in Montgomery County. So you bring if, that back to Philadelphia. What if she stole some mm-hmm. Similac for her baby? She's still going upstate? Yeah. Well, I mean, look. It so takes, they don't distinct. They don't distinguish. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> but some. your average retail thefts, will get, you will get a one to two oh, for retail my thefts. God. I was very shocked about that. I know when I was a PD here, when I was a PD, I get clients who's on probation for Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. I pull the dockets. Right. Or I'll ask one of our investigators to go up there and get the docket sheets. These are retail thefts where the value is below fifty dollars and you get one or two. That's an illegal sentence. You, you can get you cannot get it if it's an illegal sentence. Of course, it happens all the time out there. And to watch, pull some of your old files and see how many people out there got illegal sentences. Uh, summary retail theft. They got eleven half twenty. That's not happening. I my saw watch. baby. I saw your announcement. They wrote wrap up nine ten announcement nine fifteen black. Uh, you know, there's yeah. certain <laughs> things that are just behind the scenes. <laughs> Look, Deb, I'm so. Let me just say this. I'm so proud of you. I am. I I, I know this is your forte. Mm. You love speaking mm. your mind, and you, you. She does. She she practices law from her heart. She does. She it gets a burn sometimes, but but it doesn't stop me. Law from her heart, and let me tell you, you'll always be effective when you keep doing that. I don't care how many court- courtrooms you get kicked out of, <laughs> you will be effective, and people appreciate that. They need that. And you know what? You know how many clients as a PD? I'm telling them, you go to trial, we're gonna crash and burn. We don't have anything. Right. But my job is your lawyer to do what you ask me to do. We go down. to trial, jury comes back guilty. The first thing they say to me is, Mr. Deb, oh my God, you fought. Thank you. God bless you. That's right. And they send me cards and stuff. And when you tell other lawyers that they look at you. People just want to feel like someone is <laughs> looking cares, out for them. But if you really care, you're going to get them to agree to a lesser plea and not go to trial. Well, sometimes people want to roll the dice. You know, you can't. Yeah, can't. <laughs> as long There's as they're aware of what's going on. Take it, it like a man. <laughs> so if you had some words of wisdom, Kier, for your constituents in Montgomery County, those who are citizens out there 
who are sort of potential victims, if you will, and the folks who may be facing criminal charges, criminality, or in that situation, what would you say that's going to encompass and make all of them feel like you care about all of them? I would say open your mind and realize there are degrees of criminality. Everybody cannot be lumped in one group. There are people who are salvageable. Give them the tools to let their lives be complete. Allow them to keep living their lives. Because if you shut it down and you treat a retail theft like you would treat a person who robbed someone. Then there's not going to be nothing to stop them from the next time, right? Well, they're not going to feel like they, they, they have a choice because they've been treated in the system as a criminal. And they'll be treated on the outside when they get out as the same. Because now they've done a, what, two-year bid <laughs> for the most part? That drives me. I, I, that's amazing. And, I mean, you have, to, you have to recognize where there's people that make mistakes, but they're good people. And you need to give them the tools that they need to, to, to rehabilitate. I'm going to say this to y'all bougie people out there in Montgomery County. <laughs> <laughs> but for the grace of Allah, but for the grace of Buddha, but for the grace of no God, who she's talking about. there go you. The first oh, time you decide, oh, my God, look at that so on and so forth. Turn around because you never know what you're going to find yourself in. Um, keep in mind, y'all, and Kira, this is for you and your peoples, too. We are having a competition for the show for someone who's got some musical skills, writing music, preparing music. I want an instrumental song, theme song for our show. Renee, play a little bit of what we... Right now, we use Jay-Z's My First Song, the instrumental piece. Check out the beat, y'all. It's funky. Do that? Jay-Z's, it's an instrumental version oh, yeah, of My yeah, First I like Song. <laughs> so those of you out there that want to submit something for our theme song competition, it's got to be funky like that, and it's got to introduce... A bitch to say, Rainy about to come on and go off. You need 99 problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. I would have really, really liked that. Um, we haven't set a date or anything yet for the competition, so keep on sending in your information. Email us for the people at DebraRainyLaw.com. Kira, please come back. Absolutely. Had a great and time. She's in a match. She ain't for leaving sure. yet. She about to take her headphones All off. Right. <laughs> Sue, yeah. It ain't, over. it ain't a wreck. What? what would you say to other to lawyers out there who work and live in Philly, but they're contemplating, wow, you know what? I had a chance to go out to Montgomery County and work. I ain't going out there because they ain't shit. Now that she's out there, what would you say to them? You know her. What would you say? Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Oh, come <laughs> on. Hold on. I can't hear and think with these you got headphones some, on. You got some, some peeps that, that were contemplating going out in Montgomery County and working, right? But they were scared because it wasn't happening. I need you on the mic. Now they have someone like here who they know is all about client-centered services, which, by the way, y'all, is going to work for the community as well. What would you say to those individuals, those attorneys that are contemplating going out there and applying for a job? What would you say to them, knowing what you know about here, what her professional skill set is, who she is? All I would say is you got to wait for her to get a budget to be able to pay you. You know what? How about come? How about come out there with me, and we will we will create ourselves a budget because we'll show them how much we're not just lawyers; we're problem solvers. And I'm gonna tell all you budding lawyers out there who graduate law school waiting to get a job: the best way to get a job is to put yourself out there. Call Miss Bradford six one zero. Go intern for her. She may not pay you, but the experience you're gonna get is gonna be so worthwhile. You can reach her at 610. It's okay. She's um, she getting the number for me. We'll call you. We'll, we'll let you know that number right oh, after. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I, I was looking at the polls, and they got a Obama a, a slight drop. Uh, I'm not uh, happy about that. Me neither. Um, our phone number here. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm all scared. discombobulated now. 
It, my, my job depends on Are this. Are those numbers six one zero? Six one zero two seven eight three two nine five. Those telling us the popular vote, electoral vote, popular. I have right no now. idea. I'm yeah. just little... All right, as we do it this time, <laughs> it's time for Miss Black. Take it away, Black. The show. Oh, oh, Mama Black says she got the soap for you because you in your bag tonight. Yeah, she got, <laughs> she, she got the soap for you. But um, this thing called let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. All right. We come from. Lynchings and firebombs, riots and hate crimes, segregation, civil war time, slavery on the borderline, hated on a hundred million times, leading to a million men marching on the front line. We come from Plymouth rocks and flower boats, underground railroads, from the back to the front of the bus, my feet hurt, I don't give a what. We come from struggle, but we grew a little, not too much and not too little, but we still got ways to go. Can't stop. Won't stop, let's continue to grow. Gone is Jim Crow, but his blood still sits behind the pores of some judges and lawyers in their newfound way to hold us down. Trumped up charges, sentences bizarre, and still bars is the modern day cotton fields. And I feel like we feel like the fight is over. Cause racism is undercover and inequality less bold, but we still got ways to go. Can't stop, won't stop, let's continue to grow. Now we have our successes, black man in office, our people sitting in the highest seats of congress educated motivated making changes over is the time when they hold us down a black woman a chief bpd in a redneck town however the top is still far we got to keep it growing by the way today is november 6 2012 i hope you voted let's grow <laughs> wow black <laughs> and as y'all know she prepares most of them on her way here from her day job we want to say thank you so much to Su Yen. Thank you so much to Kier, my dear friend. And if you really do want to see and get a feel for the changes in Montgomery County, go to Norristown, go to the courtroom, go to the front desk, ask where the trials are, go sit there and watch yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. Kier is about action. You can tell by what she said. If you don't know, we're telling you. I'm telling you. She about action. Go give her a look. Thank and you. y'all need to pray. Because them numbers ain't looking too good for us right now. I'm sorry, we're going to get back. But it's been rare in history that the incumbent hasn't been reelected. It's been it's been about 20 years. And we're not going to say things don't happen, but... It's been rare in history that yeah. a black man... That's what office. I was going to say. <laughs> so, you know, every, anything yeah. anything goes. Uh, President Obama, we're praying for you. And uh, yes. Mitt Romney, this is the 47%. What? Yes. What? What? Yeah. Well, Thank y'all. Listen, coming up <laughs> next is Lounging Lizards. I'm sorry. No, it's not. Lounging Radio. All right. Lounging Radio. If y'all hear and y'all listen, I'm so sorry. They're not Lounging Lizards. That's that cartoon. It's called Lounging Radio. It's a sort of a social, sexy radio show talking about social all sexy. sort of social issues and um, putting down some fun topics for you. We had a chance to check them out. They got it going on. They got it going on. They, 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 they entertaining. So we want to thank y'all for tuning in. Don't forget every Tuesday night from 8 to 9.30. For the yeah. people, law in plain language. Say bye, fam. Bye. bye. We out. <laughs>
It's a new day. DC mix. Yeah. My president is black, my made back too. And I'll be goddamn if my diamonds ain't blue. My money's dark green and my Porsche's light gray. I'm headed for DC. Anybody feel me? My president is black, my made back too. And I'll be goddamn if my diamonds ain't blue. My money's dark green and my Porsche's light gray. I'm headed for DC. Anybody feel me? My president is black, in fact, he's half white. So even in a racist mind, he's half right. If you have a racist mind, you be aight. The president is black, but his house is all white. Rosa Parks sat so Martin Luther could walk. Martin Luther walked so Barack Obama could run. Barack Obama ran so all the children could fly. So I'ma spread my wings, you can meet me in the sky. I already got my own clothes, I already got my own shoes. I was high before rock. imagine what I'm going to. Hello, Miss America, hey, pretty lady. Red, white, and blue flag, wave for me, baby. Never thought I'd say this shit, baby, I'm good. You can keep your puss, I don't want no more push. No more war, no more rack, no more white lies. The president is black. My president is black, my main back too. And I'll be goddamn if my diamonds ain't blue. My money's dark green. So, what's up? This is Black the Broke Poet. Check me out every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. sharp for the people, law and plain language. You know how we do. Yeah. You've been listening to For the People, Law and Plain Language with me, Deb Brainy, your compassionate lawyer, Black, aka the Broke Poet, simply the producer, Renee. Say bye, fam. We out. The information presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue.